Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And today, we will be discussing The Rings of Power, Episode 4, The Great Wave. Evan, what did you think about this episode? Oh, man. Okay, so we're about halfway through this season for this show. Yeah, there's eight episodes. Oh, man. I know, right? It's flying by. I gotta say, this was my favorite episode so far. Absolutely. Though... I do feel like it's still pretty slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we're getting a lot out of these characters, but nothing has really been revealed to us other than what the dwarves were keeping a secret, which was Mithril, which was, that was an awesome part of this this episode. I like that a lot. I'm pretty sure that Mithril is what the dwarves were digging for in Khazad Doom that kind of, like, ruined that they whole They delved area. too deep. Yeah. yeah. Too greedily. And too, too greedily. And too... Well, um, I thought uh, just over the last week, I was like, for sure I had found the answer in my brain. I was like, they found the Arkenstone, but it turned yeah, out that a, was not right at all. It's a whole other ass thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, a lot of these storylines are moving along, and though it's not quite as fast-paced as I would prefer, like, the show really does feel like it's settling into its own groove now, you know, but, like, there was just some things, like, Um, Like Elendil's daughter and that weird dude. I don't know what all of that was. I mean, maybe she will be very important later. But yeah, I just I don't. She's like brushing or like sweeping. It's like, man, we don't need to be wasting screen time. Can we go back to like Aaron Deer, like catching some arrows over here? Oh, yeah. That was my favorite shot in the entire show so far. Second to the eagle on fire. The eagle on fire was really cool. I mean, as far as like action shots go, there were there were way more beautiful shots than Aaron Deer catching an arrow. But just the slow motion catching the arrow super gracefully and then oh. reloading it into his bow and just <laughs> ah, shooting it back. fantastic that was the um clip that got me super excited for the show in the trailer oh that was in the trailer I yeah it was that. in the trailer yeah i remember him catching the arrow and like shooting it. i was like oh yes and i was just so hyped after seeing that and then when they were running through the woods i was like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen. oh really it totally <laughs> happened <laughs> yeah that part where they get out of the I know it's for dramatic effect, obviously, but when they get out of the woods and they're just kind of like standing there. Really? Are they going to keep chasing us? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you, you, y'all you, should keep running. I know that it's, I know that maybe you're probably in the clear here, but maybe just to make sure. Just, right. Just keep running. <laughs> also, Theo, hey, big guy, you couldn't decide to like stay in the well 20 more minutes? The orcs are literally being like, well, we better pack up. The sun's about, and then he's just like, ah, now's my time to break free. It's like, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's it's like 20 minutes from now when the sun comes up and they go all vampire mode. Like, that's when your time is, bro. Yeah, but maybe Theo didn't know that orcs didn't like the sunlight, you know? Yeah, maybe so. And maybe that's the reason that they all stood there for a second is because it was kind of like, maybe that'll come back later cuz maybe the mm. the the men like the the humans don't really know about that only Arandir knew about it okay so maybe yeah, it'll yeah. kind of like come back in to play at some point or it was just a really dramatic shot right <laughs> that does not going to serve any purpose later i don't know <laughs> i have no idea theo's kind of like metal gear solid scene was like i don't know it was okay but it's just like <laughs> like, I got such Assassin's Creed vibes when he's yeah. like in the bushes. He's like, it's like, oh, they can't see him. He's in the bushes. I know he like very conveniently like gets past a lot of them and it's fine. But then he like pauses for too long at the corner of that house, and I was like, as soon as he I walks knew out, it. he's gonna yeah. get caught. Yeah, obviously. I didn't even jump. I just knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, for sure. But um, I, I mean, I really like all of the uh, the Southland stuff is really great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really into it. What did you think about Adar? Okay. <sighs> He's really confusing. Like, I have the same question for you. Cause, like, I think he's Sauron. 
And I don't why did know. He, yeah, I don't like, think did he Sauron. release? Uh, I yeah, thought he just it didn't was. have the weight. Yeah, didn't have the weight. And then he releases Arendir back for what to like give him the message of like swear fealty oh or die. I think we have the exact like... same note here. <laughs> <laughs> Do it's we really? Such a gigantic gaping plot hole. Like yeah, they like hold him for so long and it's like you get out of here. Yeah, and then like why send him? Like the orcs would be perfectly capable of sending this message. Yeah, and for sure. If he hadn't sent Arendir out to go send a message, then Arendir wouldn't have been able to save. Theo. What does Arendir do? Go immediately slaughter his dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was um that was weird. That was I I need you to send them a message. I I don't know. Uh Adar I was really excited for and then it, like kind of fell flat for me because he was me so too. like cliche villain, like the yeah. lies that you've been told. You know, we need They're to reshape so the deep. world. And yeah. it's just like, uh, this Ugh. has been so done. This has been so I hope it's not Sauron. Me too. You know, the way that he was written, maybe there's some kind of like self-awareness there and they know that it's a little bit tired of a cliche of him to like say those things. And maybe it's like a red herring for us. Like he's like a pretender or like when Sauron does arrive on some kind of scene, he's kind of like, oh, that guy? Like, I don't care about that guy. Right, well, whatever. <laughs> away. But it was interesting that he has like a like a burn on the side of his face. Yeah. Like he's an elf. Like unless that's something like really dark, you know, I don't, I don't know... Like what that could have been that would make it like stay on his face like that. Like I and like why the orcs call him father. It's interesting. Yeah, I want to see yeah. more of that. I, I I felt like that conversation was pretty interesting, but also yeah, like I said, fell a little bit flat. I just want to see yeah. more of. I want to see more of Adar. I bet they're gonna go straight to that tower in the next episode, though. Yeah. Oh, I think so stuff. too. Uh, we didn't see enough of that tower. I want to see more of the tower under construction. Um, with oh, Adar... that one. Uh, like I was talking about the um. The one that everyone's hiding out in. Oh, oh, right, right, right. And you're um, talking about the the tower in Eregion. Right? Yes, which that, we saw like two building. seconds. Of. Yeah, yeah, but it looked. Really I wanted cool. to see more of that. Uh, one more thing on Adar. I, I the way I still gave him some like weight in my mind is I was like maybe he's playing the long game, right? Because he's obviously being like you've been lied to, and then maybe by releasing Arendir, he's thinking like he'll see a softer side of me, and maybe this will like open him up to my like manipulation machinations later on or so i don't know that's kind of what my brain did to try <laughs> to not make his far, decision dude. ridiculous <laughs> i don't know i think maybe that was just one of the things in this tv show that we're not really supposed to dig that hard into <laughs> <laughs> look over here look at this shot of numenor being flooded which was amazing like one of oh the best shots my. in the whole show so far it, it was so good uh, almost even cooler than that, though, was and so well done was the petals being woven into the episode as kind of a foreshadowing when she's when the, the camera is looking down and she's walking towards the window and the petals are. Oh, what a beautifully yeah. shot scene. And that scene where Elendil is like at the docks and then it kind of like pans over to where the tree is like way up above him and all uh -huh. of those petals are. Yeah, that was really, really cool. I mean, this show looks like a billion dollar TV it show. Looks like, like a it billion looks dollars. Really good. Okay, what did you think about the whole ending sequence with Galadriel about to leave on this tiny little rickety ship? It's like, did you not see the storm that they rode in on? And also, like a minute later, she's like, "I've decided to go." Oh, so like okay. she didn't I, yeah. like what? I, I got you. I got you. I think that they were messing with some chronology there. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a chronological time thing. So it was like, uh, first of all. 
uh, Galadriel was probably being escorted on a, a little skiff to a bigger ship, which is probably okay. how a port would work in that situation. You're right. You're totally right. I just saw that thing and I was like, they're sending her on the shittiest little ship. You're a sailor. <laughs> hey, think. hey, a true sailboat sail captain can get right up to the dock and maybe oh, they're okay. Yeah. I um, mean, anyway. they may not have a very deep berth. <laughs> <laughs> you make a very valid point i think it was kind of a fake out like um tar muriel is going to go with it like in that scene where galadriel is kind of going off on the boat tar muriel is going off with her then it's like after the events where she had made that big speech and everybody okay yeah it's just not like super obvious you know because it is kind of weird that like there was no scene of her telling galadriel like hey wait we need you actually that wasn't it it was it was a differently ordered at least that's how i saw it it makes a little bit more sense it was just kind of like a a fake out right okay yeah like a like a cinematic play on on the ordering of things i like the whole ending sequence a lot in fact like the end with the the music and everybody volunteering to go it got me really pumped up for the rest of this season it felt like we were now we're moving we're going somewhere now was the general populace's we're behind you queen to go back was there like was that a statement of we're in support of kind of working together with the elves to for the good of all? Was that what that was about? Um, I don't know if it's... I don't think that's the way that Muriel like framed it, really. It was more like... And it, it's kind of reflected in what Farazan had said, too. We have the blood of like these old kings and great people in us. And like we're not going to just like lay down while our brethren in the south sure you know that was kind of the way it was framed not necessarily like we have to go help the elves because we love the elves now that wasn't really like that's a that's that is a thing um the elves are going to be involved but it was like her speech was really good you know it was very like rousing and um even like a lendil talking to that big crowd of people it was just it was very legitimate and Mm you know lots of lots of movement and motion and action actual crowd Better than the elves right. can put together. Yeah, the elves and Linden <laughs> in the first episode. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of this episode was when Galadriel and Muriel are arguing kind of towards the beginning of the episode. And Galadriel's like, there's a tempest in me. And it's this yeah, big, like, epic thing. And then the next shot is her being put into a jail cell. <laughs> that was so good. Dude, uh, great I'm editing really, right there. Yeah, I'm having a really hard time taking Galadriel seriously after I've seen the horse riding face. Oh, I just every right. every time I see her being really serious and like being like I'm gonna put my foot down, I just see that like horse riding face. <laughs> I just start to yeah, laugh. That was that was memed into oblivion like two oh, seconds was it? after. Yeah, I mean oh, Galadriel. Sure. So I have really mixed feelings about Galadriel in the show. Like uh, I she's the worst ambassador. I mean, she's not on an ambassador mission, but she should never be sent. I think she shines a lot. You know, like when she took out those those guards in that in that prison cell area like um that was really cool because she just made like such short work of them and it's like yeah Mm -hmm. she's like thousands of years old she's been in countless battles of course that was cool some like keto like movement stuff yeah like some of her conversations with muriel are really good and some of them are really stilted and weird and like the it's just their relationship is really uneven and it's just it seems to like skip around a lot so it's but that's not that big of a deal I, i think what what bugs me about galadriel in this show at least is she just doesn't seem like much of a leader. Like she doesn't seem like like she's taking the situation really seriously, but she it doesn't feel like she's taking it seriously enough to 
be respectful to the people that she's trying to ask for help and like she's just kind of like beating her way through like bludgeoning her way through this and it's just yeah. like this not gonna take the work. weight of the world on your own shoulders like you're gonna need their help um okay maybe you can answer this question um why did isil the boy let the rope loose was it on purpose truly um yeah like a sealed door seems to be hearing some kind of like voices some kind of call for him to go to the west okay i'm not really sure and i think that's another good example of kind of like the weird pacing of this show where it's like some storylines are progressing at a nice clip and then others is where he's just getting like drip fed uh, mm -hmm. little weird things like that where it's just like we're getting nothing out of the Asildor and uh, Elendil and no. like, I don't know what any of that stuff is. I thought and that it's... scene was also an example of kind of poor writing as well because it was like okay he's like the Seamaster is like I've seen you do that flawlessly a hundred times deliberate it's like okay you're telling me like what's your goal here man to get really good sailors because you've seen him do something flawlessly a hundred times he does it like so that makes him incapable of messing <laughs> yeah. up once ever so yeah. he's never going to be allowed so on the deliberate. boat again yeah yeah i was just like man i don't know it would have been better to for for like the guy to actually observe him like letting the rope go because yeah. then he would have been like hey what the hell was that you know totally. not i've seen you do this a hundred times flawlessly like that i think you you zoned in really well and like a good <laughs> example of where the writing is sometimes a little bit like stilted and just like right. that's totally a weird way to put it like, yeah like that's a okay weird like, way and wouldn't you be that. like why did you do that yeah <laughs> like, yeah i don't know that that stuff is like obviously elendil and isildur are very important characters and so maybe towards the end of this season we're gonna see just why they're so important and you know see a lot more from them but just like right here in the middle of this show pretty much anytime a sealed door and his sister erin are like in the same area i just kind of have been tuning out a little bit. I was just like i don't know what's going on elendil is really cool i like elendil a lot mm -hmm. so we've talked about quite a bit of this episode we're kind of running the clock out a little bit here but we need to talk about elrond and durin and uh, disa yes. I love the dwarves so yeah, much. I know it's They're so my favorite, favorite, favorite. It's the best part of this show. The Harfoots were my favorite until the dwarves showed up. Yeah, the Harfoots got the shaft this episode. They did, yeah. But the dwarves got the shaft in the last episode, so yeah, that's uh, true. But I think I like it. I, I think it's really a good idea on the show's part to push some storylines out for a whole episode. Focus. I think that's fine. Like Game of Thrones totally. did it. You know what I mean? Like it's not a big deal. In fact, it's a superior lots of times. Yeah, it's a it better idea. Focus a little more in. Yeah. Yeah. The dwarves. Um. Wow. Diza is a treasure. Durin and his dad. That was oh, some powerful stuff there. Like Elrond's conversation. Play uh, between all of them. Yeah. The dwarves feel like the most fleshed out well-written parts mm -hmm. of this show they're honest they're authentic yeah authentic that's a really good way of putting it for sure was elrond reading his lips because like he wasn't hearing yeah, he him was. like from yeah. a mile away with roaring waterfalls okay yeah it was weird because the um at least in my opinion the angle that they cut to was really off uh totally. it wasn't like the same direction almost <laughs> yeah i don't I, th I was like magic I thought he was like thinking or something and like listening to them like through like some kind of weird like elf tele telepathy but i was like that's not a, that's not a thing but yeah he was reading their lips um so he was able to figure that out 
those oh <laughs> that was weird when like the dwarves were like those dwarven guards were like are you lost elf and he's like no i know exactly where i'm going and they're just like, like oh, oh okay well, then. we were just trying to be good citizens <laughs> like, literally and asking you if you were <laughs> <Yeah>. lost <laughs> okay another thing i thought was a little bit of a stretch his perfect nailed it first shot guess at the password to get into the secret I like, also thought oh, that was oh, weird. Oh, so it's just like, eh, maybe it's this random kid's song that I heard his kids singing because he loves his kids so much. He would definitely name the password to the kingdom's most treasured things after. Like, what? And how would you even, like, program that password into the right. rock? Like, I don't know. <laughs> that was, like, really weird. How do you, like, what if you, like, mess it up and then... Like when you're trying to make it to, do you have to like clear it somehow? And then like yeah, it, right. Like I don't know. Yeah, that was really was totally ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like there could have been a cooler way to open that door for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's two but... times so far that was I've been like solidly lame, and it was with the black ooze coming out of the udder of that goat to I be like the cool. land is po- poisoned. <laughs> I just thought it was a lame way of saying the land is poisoned, and then that door situation. I was like, okay, guys. We were yeah. really, really hurting for ideas. <laughs> Do you think Elrond is going to complete, like, totally go back on his vow or his oath? To because that was a, they hung on his face not, for. Dude. I know. I thought the exact he same better thing. Not. Yeah. And he took the, and then he gets a little chunk of it. He's going to give it to Kellen Brimbor to make a ring, and Kellen Brimbor right. is totally going to tell everybody about it, and uh, it's going to like by proxy betray, and it's going to destroy destroy their friendship. And I'm so upset about it already. Yeah, like there's really. No other way that's going to shake down, is there? That's just yeah. going to be it. Yeah. It's just because, like, I don't know what the rings are made out of, but, like, probably some of that rock. I mean, maybe the dwarven ones are, uh, some of them are made of mithril or something. Mithril, like that. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird that that name stuck, right? What, mithril? Yeah. Cause it's like an elf word. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. He's like, what is it called? Like, mithril. And he's like, mithril. And it's like, that's its name forever. Also, like, <laughs> it's as light as silk and strong as, what is the, the strongest iron or whatever. It's like, man, that description really lasts throughout the ages. I feel like the languages are a little bit fluid in who uses what terms and stuff in Middle Earth. Like, the dwarves speak Kuzdul, but they still will use Quenya words for different things now and then. Is Just Quenya like, the Elvish language? Yeah, okay. and then you're getting a little too hard nerd for me. I wasn't there with you, friend. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> making sure. I was asking for everyone else. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. But yeah, like um, there seems there seems to be some some interchange with like terms, you know? What totally. Because I mean? and like a lot of the uh, the Maya and the Valar and stuff like that, um, and like Sauron, and there's like different names for different people, and yeah, and it is. And they kind of like interchange sometimes. It's weird. Isn't it Elvish that Gandalf speaks to open Mithril Hall, speak friend and en- and enter? Because he's like, what's the Elvish word for friend? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, there's obviously like a lot of uses between the races of the languages. I have a question here. Um, do you think that when Elrond's father prophesied that one day Kellum Brimbor would be in his son's hands, Elrond's hands, do you think that was talking about the present situation or about a situation yet to come? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um... I think we'll see. Like, I, I want to see what happens with Elrond and Celebrimbor. Like, yeah. I feel like we haven't spent very much time in Eregion with that tower. And I mm-hmm. I want to see what's... I hope that 
the last couple episodes it's like this show is called the rings of power right. and we haven't spent hardly any time with keller brimbor and <laughs> keller brimbor is like really 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 important i can't stress enough how important keller right. brimbor is to this like, whole is process he already so, under sauron's influence i don't know i don't know he's kind of got a little bit of a shady weirdness like, to him what i'm wondering about is like so if if i have my legendarium like knowledge in check which what i a great I, word legendarium i'm not really sure the timelines on this um we are working on like a compressed timeline with this show as well so everything's all over the place kind of but i'm pretty sure that sauron is like he's described in this era as like fair you know what i mean he's he's a he's a beautiful like person he looks like an elf right um, and they, and adar he, would be hard pressed to trick well it's Helen weird Rimbor because like in the way he does yeah i don't think that adar is sauron i mean maybe but like um I don't think we I think we haven't seen Sauron yet and everything is a red herring. I think Sauron is in Aregion right now as uh Anatar, which is Sauron's uh name, I think in Quenya. I I'm pretty sure Sauron hasn't been on screen yet. And I think that everything has just been a total red herring. Like, because I th- I've seen some people think that Halbrand is Sauron, which I don't think he is. I think he's the Witch King of Angmar. That could be wrong too. I don't think Which one's Halbrand? Um, he's in Numenor. He he was on the raft with uh, Gladriel. Oh, oh no, I, I think the kid is going to be the Witch King. Theo, Theo? right? Yeah, yeah. I think no, Theo's going to be maybe, the Witch King. I don't know. It make it would make more sense because like the 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 Nazgul are like um, the nine kings that were corrupted. You know what I mean? And so like Theo's yeah, not true. a king, right? But he's, like, got, but the, he's Halbrand... got the blade, and it looks just like the Witch King's sword. That's my only yeah, <laughs> evidence supporting that theory. I don't know. And I feel I, like he's young and naive. He could be easily twisted, you know? Yeah, it's kind of got like a Smeagol kind of vibe yeah. to it, like where it's like this thing is kind of like starting to... That old man that like grabbed him and was like, you ever had a Sauron kid? Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. Like that was <laughs> However, I was grateful for the scene because it did answer the question of like, oh, okay, so it was his hilt. Right, because we yeah, were asking yeah, in earlier episodes, yeah. like, who, where did he get the hilt? Like, I think it was some old person's barn. He seems to be like kind of like a worshiper or something of Sauron or something. Like, he's yeah. there's an inside man. Like, yeah, in well, here. the people who lived in that town, like their ancestors, were supporters of Margoth. Is that, is that his name? Morgoth. Morgoth. There we go. Also known as Melkor, sometimes just for you and our listeners, like Melkor and Morgoth, same thing. Same thing. Okay, yeah. word. Um, I gotta, man, every competent evil ruler out there who gets stuck with a bunch of orcs as their minions must be kind of be like, man, it is so hard to get good help. You know, like these orcs <laughs> are just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he like slices the kid and then he like immediately licks the blade. He's like, young blood. Like, did you just, just like think of the <laughs> worst thing that you could do possibly your job say right yeah. now? <laughs> like, you got tricked by the holding the breath trick, man. Right, I know like that the was another. One in the right, book. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, where did he go? I bet he's underwater. Like, yeah, looks for yeah. two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the all, they never look inside the well like ever again they're just yeah. like why oh, we can't find him anywhere and <laughs> like, no it's just like dude the this the village day. has like six houses in it you guys have been looking for like four hours it's like nighttime <laughs> <laughs> they're so terrible yeah no they kind of give off like like original trilogy star wars like stormtrooper vibes yeah. so it's just kind of like they're not <laughs> can't they, hit anything they can't do this you know like they might as well like not even be there 
Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap all this up because we could just keep talking about this forever. Because yes. you know, I've, I had a feeling these episodes would start to get a little longer as we had more episodes to talk about mm-hmm, in the show. More meat. Yeah. Um. And this, yeah, it's becoming a quite a meaty sandwich here. Like I said, uh, you know, it's uh, the pacing's a little bit slow, but uh, it's a really really good show. This is it's good. a very very good yeah. show. I'm enjoying like every minute of it, and then the fact that they sprinkle in like I would love it without this, but the fact that they sprinkle in burning eagles catching arrows like man gosh that's cool and there's lots and lots of fan service which i'm always a fan of you know i'm i'm always here for fan service yeah uh, even though it's you know you could make an argument that it's kind of cheap but i like cheap stuff too you know yeah as long as it's i went not to talk hanging... about last night you know yeah how's that treating you today not, not great as long as you know i'm cool with fan service as long as it's not like what the new matrix did which was literally just nothing but fan service oh, it was like it didn't it. even have its own storyline it was just oh wow the, it was so bad it was just really hanging its hat on the hook of like we hope you guys like the old lines well i mean speaking of fan service did you catch a certain sword in that tower you didn't catch it did you no oh you're gonna have to go Tell back me. and rewatch it when Galadriel goes up into that tower to go speak to, to right, right before, right well, it was right before um, she touched the Palantir, yeah, um, with um, Mariel in that Which, room. Has there been a time that all of them have ever been known the whereabouts of? I don't, I don't know. They're kind of like the Dragon Balls, always missing. <laughs> 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 They've never been in a square room. Always a circular chamber with them in the middle, and nobody ever knows where they're at. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, behind uh, Galadriel walks into the room, and just to her right is Narsil. Really? Yeah, and it's just it oh. looks it looks pristine. It looks amazing. Um, but that was oh. and it hung on that shot for a little while too. I think there were other a couple other like relics in that room that um even bigger Lord of the Rings nerds too busy making fun be. of the Palantir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rewatch it, dude. Yeah, like uh, Narsil is there. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see. That was nice. Wow, that is really cool. That's a really great fan service. That's subtle and delicious fan service. It would make sense that it's in Numenor, I think. I, I don't know where else it would be at this this time. But um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, we probably squeezed this uh, this fruit for as much as we can tonight, and uh, I mean, we could probably keep going for another. Two oh, hours we definitely we could. To, but let's uh, let's save it for next week when we watch episode five. What do you say? I'm pretty okay with that. Um, man, there's just. I love this show so much and talking about it with you just makes it so much more special. I love watching something with the purpose or knowing that I'm going to get to talk about it afterwards. Cause it brings like a whole new level of attention and like enjoyment yeah. when I'm watching it. I'm like, Oh, I'm like trying to find little like juicy tidbits in there. Apparently missing like super juicy tidbits about swords, but whatever. It's okay. That's why I'm here, Chad. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chad, thank you for being here. I can't wait to watch episode five with you next week and talk about it at Same. length. And everybody, especially you, thank you for being here for this episode. We really appreciate your time. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye everybody.